This is the Being Happy Podcast with Andrew Matthews. Andrew's series of happiness books are published in 43 languages. Here's Andrew. When I was a kid, I was unusually small. I hated it. At 12, I was the size of an eight-year-old. Everyone makes jokes about the smallest kid in the class. When you're a guy, you want to be big and tough. You want to be a man. (laughs) In primary school or grade school, the bigger kids used to pick me up and throw me over the fence. I remember the day I started high school, Victor Harbour High School. I walked around the entire school looking for a kid, any kid, that was smaller than me. Not one. I was shorter than all the boys and I was shorter than all the girls. I went home and told my mum, I'm the smallest kid in high school. I hate it. And she said, don't worry, wait until next year. My mum said, when you're in second year high school, some of the new kids are bound to be smaller than you. So I hung on. I waited a year. And meanwhile, the big kids (laughs) continued to throw me over the fence. And next year, when I was in second year high school, 120 new kids arrived from all the surrounding towns. And I walked around the whole school looking for one kid that might be smaller. No, (laughs) I was still the smallest kid in school. I went home and told my mum, I'm still the smallest, I hate it. (laughs) And I told her about Tony Ferguson who used to turn me upside down and drop me in puddles. And my mum said, wait another year. (laughs) When you're in third year high school, there'll have to be some kids that are smaller than you. So I waited another year. And my first day of third year high school, I walked around the entire school looking for one kid, just one who was smaller than me. I was still the shortest and everybody still made jokes about little Andrew. I hated it and I went home and told my poor mum. What could she say? So she sat me down and she explained to me that there are some things in life that you can change and there are some you can't. And she said, you accept what you can't change and you go to work on the rest. Well, it was about that time that I began to grow into a normal-sized human, so I didn't really take much notice of my mother. But guess what I've discovered? Happy people and successful people all seem to know about my mother's advice. Life works when you accept yourself, when you accept your circumstances, when you accept other people as they are, and when you accept the world as it is which makes sense because it's the only one we've got. And you might say, well, accepting myself, accepting my circumstances, accepting other people as they are, sounds like giving up. Shouldn't we have standards? It's not about standards. It's about embracing reality. You first accept what is, and then you go to work on improving whatever you can. Lots of people admire Hollywood stars that are born perfect. I admire Danny DeVito, 4 feet 10 inches tall, that's 1.47 metres, the star of films like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Ruthless People, LA Confidential, he's a producer, he's a director, he's funny, he's an inspiration. Imagine Danny DeVito's career if he'd been angry and bitter. There would be no career. Here's the good news. Most things about yourself you can change. It's hard to change your height 
It's not easy to change your parents. But you can change your habits. You can go to work on your self-image. You can change what you eat. You can develop your skills. You can improve your relationships. You can change your bank balance. You can change your friends. You can learn to make more friends. And you can change your attitude. Let's talk about accepting yourself. Imagine that you're overweight and you want to become thin. If you say, A, I'm not fat, or B, it's my mother's fault that I'm fat, or C, my sister is fatter, what happens? You stay fat. Then there's option D, I'm fat and I hate myself. That doesn't help either. When you hate yourself, when you refuse to accept yourself, you feel that you deserve to be punished. So you stay fat and you suffer in other ways. But then there's option E. I'm fat. I like myself whether I'm fat or not. And I now choose to lose 50 kilos. In other words, you begin with acceptance. Now you can move forward. Perhaps you're broke right now. Perhaps you've lost your job or you've lost a loved one. Maybe you're sick. You say, I just don't know what to do. Here's the first thing you do, and the only thing to do. You accept where you are. To turn things around, you first make peace with your situation. Forget about blame. Forget about guilt. Forget the what-ifs. Progress depends on acceptance. Acceptance doesn't mean, I want to stay here. Acceptance means, this is where I am, and now I move on to what I want. So instead of saying, my husband behaves like an angry gorilla, I'm stuck with him, I should have married someone else. It's more like, I married an angry gorilla. What a perfect learning experience. I now realize I deserve better treatment. Let's say that you invested all your money with cousin Billy and he lost the lot. Instead of beating yourself up and saying, I've lost all my money, how could I have been so stupid? You say, I am where I am. I made it once. I'll make it again. Again, acceptance isn't giving up. Acceptance is recognition that this is part of my journey. Acceptance very often means, right now, I have absolutely no idea why this had to be part of my journey. But I embrace it anyway. I learned so much from my wife, Julie. Her son Michael, my stepson, was badly brain injured in a car accident in 1987. We've spent the last 29 years teaching him to speak. He still struggles. Michael has severe short-term memory loss. Michael will never ever hold down a regular job. His life now is very different to the one that we all planned. Guys that Michael went to school with are now lawyers and bankers. People say to Julie, how do you deal with it? And Julie's reply is always, Michael is a loving son. He's kind. He's as generous as anyone you will ever meet. Again, acceptance. Focus on the good things. What is the alternative? Be sad? Be bitter? I have a friend called John. Ten years ago, John had a big business, a big house, big cars. He had a big art collection. He had a wife with big diamonds. They had big parties. 
John sold his big business to a big company that didn't pay their final big instalment. John spent half his fortune in a big legal case and the other half on a big divorce. Today John has a small apartment and a small dog. John went through a lot of stress and alcohol. His life today is very different to the life he had 10 years ago. And I saw him last week in the supermarket in the yogurt department. And you know what? He's happier than he's ever been. John would never have chosen to go through all that. We never ever want to go through what we need to go through to become the kind of person we want to become. But here's what John told me in the yogurt department about how he sees his life now. He said, number one, I don't have to impress people. Number two, he said, my life today looks very different to the life I had 10 years ago, and that's okay. And three, he said, there's a time for everything. Perhaps John has something to teach us all. What is it that everyone wants? To be accepted. To be accepted by a lover, a family, a club. And why is it that we are so obsessed with finding love? Because when we are loved, we're accepted. You spend 25 years consumed by the belief that I should be better, I should be richer, I should be smarter, I should be taller, I should be more successful. And then you fall in love. And finally, you've found someone who says, you are wonderful just as you are. What a relief. I'm accepted. Finally, you have someone that doesn't want to change you. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Acceptance. It's the greatest gift you can give yourself. It's the greatest gift you can give to a friend. I love you as you are. Think of the happiest people you know. They are probably more flexible than other people you know. They don't expect everybody to agree with them. They don't demand that life is perfectly predictable. They don't get angry about things that have already happened. Here's a word that miserable people can't wait to use. Should. My husband should appreciate me. The government should do something. I should have invested in Apple or Google. There shouldn't be so much traffic. It shouldn't be raining. I should have married her sister. Unhappy people like to argue with reality. It's a recipe for misery. Happy people are more flexible, more accepting. Instead of making demands on life and people, have preferences. You say, I choose to be happy. You accept that there will always be people who are angry, rude, ungrateful, work less than you, or make more money than you. Having preferences means we say, I prefer that the neighbours be quiet, but if they make a noise, I can handle it. I prefer to have money, but whenever I'm short, it's okay. I prefer that people see my point of view, but when they don't, it's okay. You have preferences about the outcome of your plans, but you accept whatever happens. Once you recognize that your ultimate goal is peace of mind, you decide to be less rigid. Some people will tell you that the world is terrible and getting worse, and that's their excuse to do nothing. They are the guys who give up. People who change the world, the great humanitarians like Mother Teresa, the great leaders like Nelson Mandela, 
they embrace the world as it is and then set out to make it better. And that's what we can all do, work on improving our little corner of the world. You say, so how do I practice acceptance? Try this, every morning when you wake up, say, this is perfect, where I am is perfect, all my mistakes are perfect, my life until now has been the perfect preparation to graduate to something better. Does the word perfect seem a little extreme? Then try using the word okay. Where I am is okay. My life until now has been the ideal preparation to move on to something better. Whenever things seem to go wrong, like you miss a flight, you lose your house keys, you miss out on a promotion, tell yourself, I don't know why, but this is okay. And then look for reasons to be happy now. You say, so Andrew, is it that you're talking about being tolerant? No, (laughs) tolerance is being unhappy and keeping your mouth shut. Acceptance is embracing what is, embracing reality. What happens when you embrace what is? Your life changes. You argue less. You quit trying to make other people wrong. You quit complaining. Frustration dissolves into fascination. You look for good things in your life. And as you look for good things, life heaps more good things upon you. Friends, lovers, opportunities appear almost magically. Why? Because when your thoughts change, your life changes. You begin to create and attract different circumstances. You begin to get the feeling that the universe is plotting to make you happy. To have a beautiful life, you don't have to know everything. And you don't even have to be very smart. It's more about accepting where you are, seeing the best in people, making an effort each day, and believing that life will turn out well. My next podcast, podcast number six, is a surprise. I'm not telling you what it is, but I'll tell you this. It's the one most important thing that you were never taught in school about how your mind works. If you listen to the next podcast, and if you use this one principle, it will transform your performance in every interview, speech, sales call, every examination that you ever do. It will make you a safer driver. It will make you healthier and wealthier. If you've ever wondered, why do I keep making the same mistakes? This is the podcast for you. One simple piece of information that can be the difference between success and failure. It's breathtaking how few people understand what I'm going to share with you in podcast six. Until then, I wish you success and happiness. Want to get Andrew Matthews' books in hard copy? Did you know that thebookdepository.com ships books free to 104 countries? Wherever you are, visit thebookdepository.com. You'll find all of Andrew's books, Being Happy, Follow Your Heart, how life works, and more. Andrew's books are also on Kindle and Amazon.com.